three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music, where tonight I'm sitting with three wonderful people. Riley, say hello, Riley. Hello, hello. Demetra, say hello, Demetra. Hi there. And Camden, say what's up, Camden? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Wonderful. So far, so good. So far, so good? Yeah. Um, The MRS, (laughs) newly MRS, Riley is going to do something for us tonight. Are you excited about this tonight? I am excited. Okay. I'm very excited. So we're just going to get it get it out right in the beginning we're doing taylor swift yes okay the one the only the one the only now if you don't know who taylor swift is it's almost like you don't know what coca-cola is at this point (laughs) right you don't know mcdonald's like she's that That big of a deal so my first thing to you is why what is it about taylor swift that you love so much enough to come to this place and do a podcast about her well Guiltily, I can be called a Swifty fan okay. base. <laughs> okay. Proudly. Right. Don't say guiltily. Proudly. Okay. Proudly. Honestly, not ashamed of it, but I know it comes with a lot of... Does it? Ter- it does. Okay, so it I does. don't know. Taylor Remember, I haters. don't know that much. Why does she? I, I guess we'll get there. But wait, I don't know that much about her her crew and a lot of her music. Like, I know who she is as a uh, as an icon, as a person. But to be frank, I only know maybe... A half dozen songs that I could say. Oh, I know it, that's clearly a Taylor Swift song. I think song. you know. I think he. Would okay, know maybe more it's more. Okay, maybe it's more. But what I do know is that about Swifties is that they are hardcore loyal fans. Fans. Yep. It's a, it's a unique fan base. As an outside observer, it's a very unique, dedicated, diehard fan base. But okay. That's kind of like a lot of to me like pop icon fan bases. Okay. 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 So okay. I'll I'll give it that. But are you as a fan um uh saddened or do you not like the fact that she's so popular or are you like yeah, I'm on that train, it's the cool people bus and we're all on it together? Well, to, like to like Taylor Swift music is to be like the epitome of basic. I will okay. like, think that's okay. fair and I just feel like I like a lot of basic things. Okay. I like right. a lot of interesting different things, but <laughs> Um, okay. I think you're a very I unique will person. I embrace it and I'm okay artsy. with it because I love her music. And I think what I hope to express today is that there's deeper reasons to be impressed by her as an artist than oh. what as outsiders who yeah. don't pay attention to Swift know about her. Wait, let me ask your husband what he thinks about Taylor Swift. I mean... She's been beat into my brain through our home speakers enough that I didn't have a choice. But I, I like Taylor Swift. She's fine. Yeah, You're it's, it's hard to submission. it's hard to dislike her, right? The music is very likable. Yeah. There's not a song I was really like, who would listen to that? It's it's lovely. It is music for everybody, right? Yeah. I like Taylor Swift a lot for sure, but I feel like I like her as a person even more. Just the more I get to know what she stands for, the things that she stands behind, like that. I, are, so we gonna, wait, to, are we going to wait? Are we talk about some of that? Or are we only talking about her as an artist? No, we can. We'll get into that. Oh, we're going to talk we about that too. That. Okay. I'm looking at these notes, and we're going to be talking for a while. Riley loves Taylor Swift. Oh, bring so it on! Going to be good. Okay. Well, I tried to have structure my thoughts because I could go in a lot of different <laughs> directions here tonight. Okay. But okay. I did first to to set the field, which we kind of are doing. But I wanted right. to ask the group what y'all already know about Taylor Swift. Like okay. when you hear Taylor Swift, what are you aware of in her revenge songs? Revenge songs. Reve- so you I said revenge songs? Revenge songs. Okay. And um, her beef with John Mayer, because I'm a huge John Mayer fan. 
Mm-hmm. So the Swifties do not like Mr. Mayor. Okay. I want to go last because I'm, I'm going to offend your wife. So I, I <laughs> It's okay. So no, I'm, I want to go last. I, I don't know if I will. I'm, I'm going to be honest though. I think that when I think of Taylor Swift, I think of her as like, you know, fairy tale country girl singer that just decided to go pop because she was so likable. Somebody got a hold of her and was like, hey, you could be, you, you let us manufacture you into a pop star. And she did that, and I think she makes breakup songs. And that's oh, okay. Well, actually, wow, I feel actually almost, Camden said the same thing that I was going to say. So never mind, you offended her. All right, I feel I, like it's I mean, almost that's exactly reversed, what I was going to say. I feel like she almost she almost like hijacked the system to to do what she wanted to do. Like I don't feel like she was manipulated in any way. But I could be totally. That's what wrong. they want you to think. Okay. Oh. Oh. No, I, I know. I'm, with you. I'm just sorry. Never mind. He did my job for me. Um, the the only thing I was going to say was that I feel like so much of her music like when we had our Red Dirt Country podcast, Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about the idea of manufactured music that was meant and created for the purposes of selling something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she probably fell into that category a little bit, but I don't know enough about her to say that she does fall into that category. I know a little bit about her and and I look that there's um, so much that goes into creating her persona and her marketing and her thing and her, like it's it seems a bit manufactured to me and and I have always um askew or kind of pushed that aside and that that that's not real music to me but then again when if I'm honest every song I've ever heard by her is lovely it's great they're bops it's, they're bops they're great sure. there's great <laughs> they're instrumentation bops. it's very well written she seems like a great songwriter so I get the idea in my head that here's this young girl that became a that was writing songs in her bedroom and yep. then learned how to play guitar and then hit it big like this American dream. And I'm sure a lot of that's been sold to me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right as a as an ideal through the through the, the mass marketing system of everything. But that's the idea that I get. Taylor Swift is the American that, wait, dream. Was right. She, yes. Did someone did I hear the story about how she learned how to yeah, play guitar? Yeah, I told guitar? you that story. I recently, are you going to tell that story about how she learned how to play guitar? Okay. So she was a a young girl and I don't know where she lived and I don't know why this was the case. Pennsylvania. Okay. Pennsylvania. And someone came to the house and was doing service in uh, their house of like, like let's say a plumber or air conditioning or something. No, I don't remember what it was. You're right. But let's say a, a serviceman came to the house and she was struggling with the guitar and she was trying to play it and the guy happened to have a guitar in his car and and he said right and listen you're scoffing because it might be a totally fabricated story but this is the story that i know and he said to her oh are you trying to learn the guitar and she said yes and he said would you like me to show you a couple of chords and she was like oh that'd be great so he went to his car or his van or whatever grabbed his guitar came back showed her three chords and said hey if you'd like i'll come back next week and show you some more chords and she said yes and then this guy was her guitar teacher for many years and taught her how to play guitar and that's how she learned how to play guitar now look i feel like i'm gonna have to fact check that but it's absolutely it sounds like a disney movie it's a dis <laughs> it is absolutely a disney movie and i feel like everything like that about her has a wonderful story not all like of that. it though oh okay I then i don't know anything but those kinds of things no but you're setting up all of this really perfectly. I actually didn't know that story though, so that was cool to it hear. It could be total BS. Who knows? But that's what I heard. Sounds totally believable. But right, yeah, and that's what I feel like. Maybe there's a bit of that um, image that she wants to project. But if it's true, and if there's some truth to it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I will say what's cool. Now we'll go through is you can 
look through her music career and all her albums and it very much is a story of her life and her fame and everything like she's kind of been an open book and the media has taken that and has run with that because she's been so big and famous so there's a lot of narratives painted out about her okay and you can watch throughout her different albums as it goes on that she really tries to get the reins back on that and own who she is right everything with her reputation about it so that's what it all walked through um but i mean to the masses she's known for being all about the drama this whole miss perfect fairy tale thing dates every single boy ever writes breakup songs about them (laughs) ruins their careers blah 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 blah. right gets in fights with kanye gets in fights with whoever like all these things i remember seeing that kanye thing on the was it mtv music movie awards or music awards or grammys or whatever it was i don't Uh remember i remember that moment i literally was live for that moment and I was, I really felt bad for her because that was, that was crap. Well, I, I think Riley was referring to later when, yeah. Ki- Ki- I mean, it's, it's a whole saga. It starts from that night. Right. And then going back and forth. stage right. and then right. Kim Kardashian. And then, yeah, oh, I don't, see, I don't know the any of that. I feel stuff. like me and Taylor might still have sex. Yes. Gets oh. featured in that. Wasn't supposed to be featured that way. All oh, the, I don't know any of that stuff. That's okay. a oh, dude, whole aside of drama. And Taylor was wrong. And Kanye is my favorite artist of all time, by the way, for everyone listening. So. Right, but Taylor was wrong. Taylor was wrong. Totally, really? he yeah. interrupted. Nah, there was receipts. Thing, this though, is a very... whole. This is a whole other thing. Okay, well, let me ask you this though: How much of, and I'm I'm sorry to, to do this for you right off the wrap, but how how much of, um, who she is, is media driven and those kinds of stories, events, sagas, and drama versus if she was just a songwriter and song performer? Does that make a sense? A good that majority. Okay, so much of it is um, the cultural drama that's created around her. Yes. And you love that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I live for all that stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pop, pop culture okay. junkie, trash TV, reality TV junkie. So, like, clearly this feeds okay, into things it. I like. But that makes a lot of sense to me, though. Okay. All right. But if you look past all of that, at the core is an insanely talented artist that a lot of people overlook because she's cliche pop and full of the drama and all the newsfeed content that you get bombarded with. Got it. But she's not trying to avoid that. She plays into it. She did. This is where you see it through her time with her music, where she did. She got consumed by it. She realized that the story was no longer in her control. She got really fed up with that. She totally changed her music. She and she's in her music. She's very much an open book, so she's saying everything she's feeling and thinking. Right. So you, it's kind of cool. You get to feel like you know what's sure. happening and yeah. how she's feeling about it all. And she evolves over time and finally gets. It's kind of a nice little. It's a success story yeah. kind of thing of of claiming back her identity and getting to be who she wants to be. Is it? Is so. it a bit of? real world the mtv show but through the eyes of a pop star do you know what i'm saying is it this like yes you know what i mean is it like we're living through her song and life except i don't feel like she signed up for that oh she did not i don't think she signed up like real world which i watched from season one until it does not play anymore so right like they signed up for that they knew that what they were in for like i feel like okay. she didn't sign from, up for that from day one to the story that could be true or not true about her learning she just loved music and songwriting and just truly had a passion to be an artist yeah 
was insanely talented, gorgeous girl. Everybody like loved her attention. So she blew up. This whole persona and story about her comes to life almost and kind of takes over her life, controls her. So it's something like, like she said, she didn't totally sign up for this at the core of it. She just loved her music and doing all that. And the media overtook who she was and she hated what that had become, made her hate who she was. So she had to go through her own personal battles. Oh, wow. Um, she actually like fell off the face of the earth for a year to two years. I didn't know before that. She came. Yeah. So, oh, wow. which all follows through her albums, like, and tells a story. Which all right. Is um, no more so. questions. You, you do. Mm-hmm. You take me where you want to go. All right. Go. It's on you. So my two, my two main takeaways for you guys today about Taylor Swift that I'll touch upon throughout things is one that she's an insane songwriter and storyteller. Okay. If there's anything I want people to know about her as an artist, it's that. Okay. I think we could probably go on a deep dive about the like whole yeah. music side of like playing music and yep. the sound of everything that I'm just not an expert on and yep. cool okay. stuff. But right. writing songs and all of that, very talented. From day one, she's been writing her own music. Got it. Every song she puts out, she wrote. That's pretty that's incredible, cool. by the and way. And that's what's so insane about her. Yeah. So you'll hear all this and it you is. You have to give her that at least, right, Cam? Big time. No, right. it's super impressive, especially at that level. Like, I feel like you can write your own. So a lot of those people probably started off writing their own songs. Yeah. And then, you they know, get as they fed get older, stuff. they're like, yeah. hey, yeah, that's great, but this is a 10. Right. You're writing nines, here's a 10. Right. Mm-hmm. Second thing, insanely talented businesswoman. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. No, very. I think she is calling the shots. She maybe had been controlled, but this is where a lot of the record label drama will come in. And you see her doing stuff and the records that she has set by decisions she made for her own career are really impressive. So two things to know about her, because at her core, she actually is a very talented human. She just is in a category that gets very swept over by being the cute pop girl that dates all the celebrities. That's fair. Okay. All right. I have no problem with either one of those two points. I think that's pretty cool. I didn't think you were going to say number two. I figured you would say number one. Okay. Good. All right. Well, and most of, I mean, we're talking about the music, so most of it's going to be about her um, songwriting ability and everything there, but the business stuff comes along How old is she now? 31. (laughs) She's what? How old is she? 31. She's 31 today. I believe so. She's pretty young. Got it. For as long as she's been around. She's maybe about to turn 32. Okay. All right. Um, That's pretty amazing, actually. But yeah, so insanely talented songwriter. Everything started, I mean, this is what's cool. Started her first album, debuted when she was 16. Wow. Taylor Swift debut album, country album. Right. She kind of has three eras that I will like label her career. So there's first country album, came out at 16. Then her first pop album came out at 23. Okay. So she switched from country to pop. And then her latest two duet albums came out at 31. What do you mean duet albums? It's two al- separately two albums that she recorded, but they're like sister albums. Oh, is that? And I don't know a lot about Taylor Swift. Folklore and Evermore, which are actually labeled as rock alternative albums. Really? So she is an artist that has gone through three different genres in her career. Number four, she's going to drop a hip hop album next. (laughs) Exactly. She's going to go hard. There is a Love Story remix um, with, I can't remember what rapper, but she does rap on on a song before. She's actually. You can find it on YouTube. It's really funny. I think even Camden himself would be impressed with her rap skills You're i would kidding. i would venture no, no. to say can we play it probably but so she's covered three different genres okay and i would say the one consistent thing is the storytelling throughout it all that's the one thing that 
all of these genres and eras that she's been in has been wildly successful, won awards within each genre that she's performed in. So to me, the common denominator is her ability to write a song and tell a story. Brilliant. And relatability, right? She's super relatable. She to is her relatable. And, but it's cool because you're going to see where that takes a shift in her latest era. Okay. So. I don't know anything about this latest era. Do you? No, I'm learning too. No, okay. Um, I've heard the last her last two. I've heard of the name of the last two albums, and I know the like the hits that they play on the radio, but I don't know much more than. I'm than sure this. I know every song because they play from the bathroom whenever yeah, we're getting ready to go out somewhere. <laughs> where Riley's putting on makeup, there's Taylor Swift blaring, so I just kind of like you know stay away. But the other cool thing, aside from going to three different genres, is within her story writing, it's a lot of raw emotion coming out. She's telling exactly how she's feeling which is why a lot of ex-boyfriends get dissed in a lot of the songs and why two songs before you think she's madly in love with them, but like she lets it all out in the music um, and brings that forward. So like you do get that. And it brings you through a story too, right? And part Mm -hmm. of her life and you're following the trajectory of those relationships and what she's going through. That's got to be kind of voyeuristically exciting as well. Very much. Right. And then you marry that that with. It's part of it. Yeah. No, it really is. Because I think you and I both know the music that we listen to is purely like fabled. Even the the stuff that they talk about that's real is is brief. Yeah. Yet everything that I think you're saying that Taylor talks about is home, is is hers, is hers. We just finished talking about a podcast that was like purely sensationalized for the purposes of being shocking. Correct. It has nothing to do with who they artistic really are. Expression. Artistic expression. Artistic expression. This is, this is her from the inside out, and she's spilling yeah, her guts. Her songs are her journal. So she's been writing her, her life. That's, that's, that's well said. That's well said. Yeah. It's been written out. But insanely talented businesswoman and storyteller here, you will see that her songs from album one to, I think we're at eight albums now since 16 to 31. Okay. Um, she will reference and draw parallels between all her songs oh no kidding smart so she leaves she's known for leaving easter eggs which is why her fan base loves her so much because you can just spin forever deep diving into the music and the theories and what it all could mean that's slick and she loves it she She does do a really good job of that so she markets incredibly but it's it's not her trying to market to get grow and be big it's because she loves her fans and wants this connection and wants them to pick up on stuff so got it got it Ah, that's pretty slick. I like that. In my three songs, I try to move through her career in the three eras and also have songs that have the parallels back to each other so you can kind of see how it comes to life. Oh, look how slick you are. Okay, cool. All right, well done. Okay, so... Are you going to hit me with song number one right now? Yes. Okay. (laughs) We are at point for song number one, unless there's any questions. I'm going to interrupt halfway through the song and talk about how Beyonce had a better song. (laughs) And it. <laughs> Kanye West. Uh-huh. That's brilliant. Okay. okay. All right. Song number one is. So song number one comes. And wait, from... wait, wait, wait. No, so, so, sorry. Okay. So, I'm gonna keep <laughs> oh, this. Is, listen. Get used to this. I'm gonna do this <laughs> all Interrupt. the whole way. Why are these songs important to you specifically? Also, I want to know that. Oh well. Okay. Okay. I'll touch on. So, okay. first song comes from her album Red. Okay. Hence my need for the red wine in honor of ah, it. Oh, very nice. Well done. Which is actually, if I had to pick one album, this would be my favorite album of hers. In really? what year was this? This is one of her middle, middle uh, ones, 2012. Right? This yeah. is the very last album of her country era. So okay. it's honestly not going to sound super country, but it's before her first official pop album. And, and for those that don't know, and I'm one of them, 
she started like really, really like twangy country and then got like, she what started happened with twangy that? Na- she moved to Nashville when she was 16 to do her first album. Very Nashville country though. It is very Nashville. What, is that, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Pop country. Oh, okay. In the realm of country, it's very but manufactured. She plays the banjo okay. and plays cute country girl Got it. Stuff. Got it. Okay. A lot of a lot of yep. like modern Shania Twain type. Okay. Yeah. Martina McBride. Like those were her inspirations growing up that led to her country music. Got it. Um, so this is at the end of that. Okay. And this is for anybody who's listening that does love Taylor Swift. This is like the most obvious duh song that you'll pick because it's easily known as the best song of her career. Oh. All right. I'm I'm challenged to yeah, think I, if I yeah, know it. All right. Can you? Is that like a it's kind of it's like kind of a known thing, or did you yeah. just? No, it's known. This is known as this is the her. most her Magnus. the biggest song in her career. So Pre-pop. if she were oh. ever to go into like the Smithsonian, they're gonna put this one in there. This is the song. This is the song that's written on her grave. Like, wow! Okay. Wow! Um, do you have any idea, I, Cam? I have actually zero idea. Right. I don't either. I, w- I have a guess. Well, so with this song, I'm playing. A newer version of it. Oh. Why is that? Why? Yeah. Do because, you want to get into this? Well, we can jump into it before I start the song. Oh, I know. I, I know what you're going to say. Because of the re-releasing of the songs. Because yes. of her so, uh, song. Owning the, yeah, explain owning the that, rights. Explain that. Explain Which that. Which is so, cool. Explain so. that. She is in the process of re-releasing all of her old albums. Uh, parentheses. Re-recording. Wait, parentheses. Taylor's version, Taylor's right? Taylor's version, Okay, yes. I've seen that. She's released two albums so far, um, and she's not going in chronological order. She's got a whole crazy system with her Easter eggs that we'll uncover, but that's besides the point. Okay. Um, she is re-releasing, re-recording and re-releasing all of her old songs because she got in a fight with her old record label right. and the guy running at Scooter Braun, yep. where she had asked to purchase all the rights to her old music from him. Right. She's, like, wanted to buy out. She's... She wants to own her masters. She wanted to own yes, her masters, yes. and she didn't. She was part of a record label, and they own her masters, and she just wanted to claim that back. So she was like, I will buy them from you. Tell me the price. I, yeah. will, I will pay for them. Right. And you can go into the novels of debates on, on the internet and stuff, but long story short, he wasn't going to give her the rights to it. She got very upset about it, went to social media about it all, so you got all the Swifties going crazy over this, <laughs> right. and the whole debates on the internet broke out. And... In that process, um, I can't remember. There was some, in an interview, she said someone who kind of sparked the idea for her and then kind of mentioned, like, the idea came up as like, well, why don't you just re-record and remake them? And it's your version that you own and you have the rights to, uh, which is something never done before in music. No, never. And a lot of people from articles and interviews I read have kind of credited as almost kind of, in a way, kind of like a suicide mission. Like, that. no way is that successful. Like, So if I can just interject this, Back in the 50s and early 60s, Camden's least favorite time for me to talk about ever. He always makes I fun like of me. 60s you hate it. Okay. not that cool. So anyway, the record labels were brutal to the, to the artists. The contracts that they made them and sign. And they never received any of the royalties or any of the real compensation that they deserved. It was very, very unfair. So what the guys would do is later in the 60s, 70s, and 80s would re-record the songs, but... They never sounded the same. Is that the remastered versions? Not no, no. Sometimes the remaster just means they took the original tracks and they took the original um, stems and they just kind of redid them. And they had newer technology to make them sound better. Mm. But they would remake them, 
and they never sounded quite the same. Yet, when you listen to Taylor's versions, I, and I'm not a Taylor person, so I don't know, but I'm asking you this. Can you, if you were to A, B them, if you were to compare one to the other, can you tell the difference? Because I have I yet. Can. I can. Yes. You can? It's subtle, I can't. but you can just tell where her voice is aged. Oh, okay. But, really? But the Taylor Swift fans care so much about Taylor Swift that they'll listen to the new ones because they love her so okay. dearly. So is she trying to make them sound like the original version or she's she wants to hold true to the songs. Okay. So she's trying to hold true to what they were in that moment. Because I could play you one from the 50s, like 1955, and then in like, say, 1980. Uh-huh. They are night and day. You'll be like, this is not even the same group. So she really wants to like stick she it tries to... to keep the, the vo- she tries to keep her like, different voice inflictions the same. and Because like, a lot of times it's like weird nuances about that that people love in the songs. So right. She tries yeah, to keep that true. Right. That's fair. If she felt like there was something musically that could improve, she says she did improve minor things in the process. But sure. for the most part, she tried to keep it to the I same core awesome. and she's maybe putting them in parentheses to say look um if you know what you know and you're a swifty or you would choose this version because you want to support me yep. and not the other song the thing is she doesn't want him making money off of it she tried to pay him out give him all the money he deserved for the rights to those songs yeah, like to a good her. deal right and he said no and everybody encouraged her to just go off and do it herself then and so now it is like Wow. I mean, you have all these passionate people that. who are redoing every Spotify it's, playlist they've ever made to take out every old wow. song and put I in the Taylor so version song. I, yeah, loving I, I, everything about what you just said. You want to be supportive oh, of yeah. that. It's, it's hard to not love and like back her on that one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yep, it's not fair for her to get kind of screwed over in the process. And yeah, got it. So people will debate it because hence the reason you will clearly play this first song as the newer remade version. I know it's on. Yes. And it now, by so the way. in the process, not only did scooter gets screwed over because now she's making her own but it has allowed her to release the music the way she intended it at that time when she wrote it all so record oh, wow. record labels yeah. a lot of times like she wrote for the red era i think there was 16 songs she wrote for that right and only i don't know 10 of them were allowed to make it on the album say so i don't remember the numbers got it so some of those songs she sold the songwriting to other artists that sang them some just never made it to yeah. think so she released a lot from like her vault too oh that's really and cool. one of them was this song that was already known as like her best song um called all too well for everyone knew it is that the one you were gonna hear oh is yeah. that the uh which she came she out with a with? 10 minute version and a short film when it re-came out <laughs> nope. i know, I I know, know. about this I know and about this that. is off of one of her most infamous um relationships in hollywood so it's yep. a it's a who's the boy the boy. Yeah. Well, she was never said word for word who it is, but it's but Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Yes. Very much Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not. This is, yeah. This was, well, John, she dated John Mayer before. But yeah, that's Dear John. But yeah, Dear John. We know about the scarf. The scarf. Oh, so God. there's a lot of little things. Dude, I'm so Do you f- this I'm is like, so this, confused. This is like teetering on reality television. It really is. It's a 10-minute long, <laughs> long song, and I can't play you the whole thing. It's a 10-minute long song? Yes. I feel it's, it's like poetry. Do you know this song? To music. I Only because I saw, right, I, I didn't know, know it before. This is her I'm re- etched on the grave song. Yes. Yes. I don't know and this And I song. will say two things before I let you like listen to parts right, of it. Right, right, right. Um, it's 10, min- 10 minutes and 13 seconds. It's the longest number one hit to ever be on the Billboard what? Top 100. Um, wow. I can't remember what song it topped, but it was eight minutes before. So this is long time. It's a song that we have already heard before. That's what's crazy. But everybody was so excited for this extended version, getting to hear all of this raw emotion coming from her. And 
what's very cool because you're gonna think okay like a 10 minute long song like she just like right, right wrote for months and tried to make the world's longest song she wrote this whole thing in one sitting um at a rehearsal for her album before um red i think it was speak now she was at rehearsal with her band. She had just broken up with this guy, was going through the emotions um, at age of 21 and just was not in the mood to have a rehearsal. It was just it was a bad day. She just couldn't get over like what she was right, feeling with right. this breakup. And so the band just kind of, she just started strumming the same four chords and the band kind of picked up and she just riffed the entire 10 minute lyrics right Stop. there. Again, um, with, the, with, the, with the stories that are just so It's perfect. crazy. Riffed the whole 10 minutes <laughs> right there. Just poured her art out just as like a therapy session to herself. And then they went and on. And this to, is what came out. They went on to the rehearsal the next day. And his, her mom went over to the sound guy. was like, please tell me you recorded that. And the set guy said, yes, hand her to the CD. And this is was the Is that a story song. that you know? And then she got no, on a unicorn. No, it's not a story I know. Away. And it's actually, <laughs> I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, the first time I heard the song, I know you said it's her most popular well-known song but the first time I heard it was when she played her new version on Saturday Night Live like just a couple months uh-huh. ago and that's how I right, mean, play I it for me now I really want to hear it alright now I really want to hear it I'm embarrassed to say I don't know the song that's okay I mean, I'm serious it's, it's a moody one it's not one of her pop hits I only heard it for the first time a couple months ago and you're saying this is her like this is it. The crown jewel. Wow. beautiful song it's it's an emotional like is it one of those you songs. have to like listen to the words and really participate in the whole probably and, yes and taylor swift is known for her bridges and how a song builds well done on the bridges okay um, right. the, the internet will rave about them um i mean i will fast forward a little bit Sipping coffee like you're on a late night show. That's a brilliant line. It's mm. all from moments, like from when he was on Jimmy Fallon or something, doing something. Like, oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, I probably where, won't find Where, the, if I may, did she get this, like, amazing songwriting potential and, and, and prowess? Where does this come from? You don't just, like, grow up and be like, I'm an amazing songwriter. It had to come from something, no? Did she there, study it? Did she like were her parents involved in any way? Or you know, was she a writer? Like what where does it come from? Say I'm not actually gonna have the answer to that. I'm sure there's some Do you know great what I'm saying? origin story. No. Wow. But because it's tough to just be like, I write in my bedroom and then I'm all of a sudden the biggest songwriter in country music. It's pretty that is amazing. True. Yeah. I don't know. I mean she'd been doing it since early teens so it's incredible it's incredible what she does enough practice or starting that got it there but 
Yeah. All right. So I definitely need to check this out so, and clearly add that to my list of things. Song, okay. All right. It's a whole story. I mean, it's about her entire relationship with supposedly Jake Gyllenhaal. You're so hesitant so, to say it. Why are yeah, you so hesitant well, to say it? Well, you know, the internet a, says it's all Jake Gyllenhaal. She will never admit to it, so I don't want to discredit nor her. Nor should she. But, it's kind of like you don't want to say what the picture's about or what the movie's about. You want people to interpret it for themselves. That's so and awkward, though. Why does she write all these songs about guys? Like, I, I, if I'm a guy, I'm like, well, I'm not going to date Taylor Swift because it doesn't go right. I'm just going to get a diss song that how 20 many, million how people How many love. celebrities have been part of this, like Taylor Swift? Yeah. Like six, God. right? Oh, a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean... Oh, this is what she's known for. That's what she does. She dates famous people and then rips them in songs. <laughs> but at the surface, that's what everybody takes a song for. And I mean, she just released the 10 minute version at the age of 31 in a very happy, healthy relationship that you who's your see, boyfriend now? Joe Alwyn. Well, he's in trouble in a year. I mean, they've been, they've been together for a while <laughs> and he has writing well, credit, I think on, on, on uh, several of her latest two albums. He helped her do. <laughs> He's her probably songs. like, Hey, take that one about your boyfriend, make it 10 minutes long. I want to hear you really get him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so it's, I mean, it's her, ex- like that's is how she chose to get over any relationship she's in. Like she goes to her music as her right, form of therapy. Enough. So yeah. that's what it was. And this, it was just impressive that that 10 minute version came from, one moment just pouring out her heart on out of her recording. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it got to. Several lyrical parallels, which again goes back to her talent and will shift me into the um next one. Um I I had trouble picking my second song and I picked one that I think tells the story I want to tell, even though it's maybe not one of my all time favorites. Okay. But several lyrics that tie into later songs where she reflects back on it. Um and it's like in this, she says, all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. Hmm. Or some, some deep lyrics. But in her, um, she goes to another album, Reputation, after, or goes to a few albums, but Reputation is the next pivotal one. Okay. After Red comes 1889, which is her first pop album. Yep, goes, I remember that. I remember the album. Yep, I remember That's the first album. pop album. First official pop album is 1889. I remember That's being a, a big deal. Like she went pop. I remember that yeah. being like a headline. Kind uh, yeah, of. it was a huge okay. thing. She left. 1889. Oh, wow. No, no, no. 1989. So you didn't pick a song off of eighteen eighty three, eighteen or nineteen. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pick a song off after nineteen eighty nine. That's my favorite Taylor Swift album. Oh well, sorry, yeah. I didn't huh. pick it. Interesting. But and I actually have the um, music sheets for piano of nineteen eighty nine. And wasn't so you could play bad Reputation blood. written after the whole Kanye Kanye yes. fiasco when oh. she was sort so, of she was outed for. What is that? What lying. She, yeah, she was lying. Apparently, lied. she did Wait, lie. What? She big time lied on my man Kanye. She let's lied on him. However, I think she was trying to protect her. She was trying to protect her reputation, I think, uh, which is why what she. What does that mean? Demetra mean she lied? sounds like she's nailing it all at her tell story. Oh, she's okay. killing it. I, that's, I have not, not much more to say about that. But she. So, what happened was Kanye and Taylor, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, had a conversation offline about basically hey it would Connie says it would be really awesome with obviously with their history if I'm creating this new song if um, I could rap this bit about you 
And are you okay with that? And he and, raps the bit for her and it's on film. And so okay. and at the time, Kanye films everything that he does. You know, he has basically yeah, a film yeah. crew following him for no other Hence reason. Hence the new documentary that came up. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he's always so, followed by So yeah. this conversation was on film. Um, Taylor agreed to it. Um, the song gets written, comes out. And it's famous by Kanye West, by the way. Yep, okay. famous yep. by Kanye West. And then Taylor says, "I never agreed to oh, that." Oh no, kidding! That lyric. type of sentiment in that song or that lyric or that whatever. In the debate that she had with it, I'm not. I don't even remember the recording of the thing. So what's right or wrong? I'm not saying she's in the right here, but I know that <laughs> she was okay with her being rapped in the song under like not saying anything vulgar or something or, like she had like a couple things where she was like it's not like it, it's not making fun of me or it's not really like right. vulgar and it's like calling her a bitch or whatever or something she's like she just didn't want to get continue on this reputation that she had and if well I that's I where remember, she got lied on because kanye literally said yeah. word for word he was gonna say and I she's think, like yeah that's cool and man. i hate i hate to even because i i really do love taylor swift and i think she's a fierce women's advocate and LGBTQ, all that. However, she was caught in the middle uh, of a lie. Mm-hmm. And so then there was a lot of backlash. I think she felt, you know, probably maybe let herself down because she was just caught in a lie and right. let a lot so, of other yeah. people down. And so took a hiatus and then yeah. came out with reputation after she sort of rehabbed her, you know, her, her reputation. Mm-hmm. What was the lyric? I'm gonna play this wait, wait, your, your mic's it. off. Sorry, my mic got bumped off. I'm going to, I got the clip. I'm going to play it. For all right, you. Then play um, it. But the gist of it was Kanye was making a joke about, you know, he's the reason that Taylor Swift got famous. And he totally told her exactly what it was going to be, and she she lied. Again. that know me best. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. Goddamn. I made that bitch famous for all the girls that get. Got it. And Great that's a, a reference back to the the thing we talked about in the beginning with the, the MTV, MTV Music yep. Awards yes. or whatever he it was. He thinks that that's the reason why she got famous. He was, But, the, but, the, but you've seen the clip, Demetra. It's very lighthearted. It's mm-hmm. like him laughing like, hey, I think this is kind of funny. It was a super, sh- I feel like a super short, casual conversation. Yeah. Probably. Seemed wholehearted. Maybe I think Taylor probably was a little starstruck. Kanye's asking her for this permission. She probably didn't go through all the specific details of it and she just wanted to yes him because she was maybe it could have just been a mistake maybe been an excited and that, that he's just I wish having we could this public it was cut and dry in the oh, midst okay. of this public it was but it was very short and very casual that's true so I mean it's a public what the, what feud the Swifty, between what do the Swifties have to say about this whatever Taylor says they'll defend Taylor it's okay got through. it got it got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that was big drama, though. I hope, it was okay. big drama, I I and honestly, there's happen. even theories <laughs> thinking that a lot of it it was all like oh. fake and staged because she goes on to have her album Reputation, right. which has a lot <laughs> of subtle nods right. to Got Kanye it. and Kim, and they both just have a wild success off of this big feud that covered the headlines for so long. Like, so, like, like beef. who knows? It like, could they, all be fake. No. It could okay. be real. And if I remember correctly, I think it wasn't Kanye didn't necessarily want it to go out, but it was Kim Kardashian that was like, "I am tired Correct. of." I am mm-hmm. so oh, tired wow. of people saying that it's Kanye that um, was misinformed or lied about it, and I'm going to back up my husband, and this is what really happened. She, she was cool about it, too. She's oh, like, wow. no, you're not going to talk about my husband that way. Watch yeah. this. And she released that video. I think and, like on Instagram or something. And then yeah. so because of that, she writes Reputation, she the album. She takes a break. Well, she, oh. ta- she takes a break. So, I mean, this is... A lot of this was, I think, the breaking point. Okay. But even continued, like... 
that song we heard, the whole drama of her dating Jake Gyllenhaal, whole drama dating John Mayer, dating Joe Jonas before that, like from album one to album now. Guys. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I mean, know any of that. Wow. Okay. And there's plenty to go in between of all that. Like, oh, wow. That's just how the media chose to represent her. And then the Kanye stuff truly was a breaking point where she's now like it's good girl gone bad kind of thing. And she's now this bad person type she's thing. Like, she's almost like the villain in the story, which is yeah. not. Who and she so is. Oh, okay. she just kind of says, okay, screw it. I'm out and disappears. Got it. Just falls off the media presence for. And this is 2013. My man, Kanye won. No, this is. No, this is 2017. 17. Close. Mm. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. The okay. life of Pablo. Right. Yep. Okay. I want to say Got reputation. Oh, yeah, reputation right. came out around then, 2016, okay. 2017. Got it. You can look that up and check. Okay. Um, Two, excuse me, 2016 is when he dropped Life of Pablo. Okay. I think so reputation oh, was. I swear it was 15. Okay. 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 Hmm. Roughly then. Okay. But, um, but this is her basically like killing off the old Taylor. She's done with the reputation that she's had. She's over it. Oh, the whole album's reputation. It. This is we heard. 1989 like fun free-spirited pop taylor yep and this goes into really intense heavy like aggressive pop in a way go ahead what well i was gonna say it's it's um it's deep it's not the superficial not that it was superficial before but it was all light and airy yeah and ethereal and this is like this is deeper this year like tough Tough things like this isn't one of my next songs, but this is getting into the impression of what this new phase of Taylor. It's her, I know this song. Yeah, I know this song. Look what okay. you made me do. Yeah. yeah, old Taylor's dead. She has her little thing in there. Oh god, music it. video has nods to ta- to Kanye and Kim. Look what you made me do when this came out. For me, it's beat slaps. It's, it's a great beat though. Um, I felt like it was a bit of what Weekend did with Starboy. Yes. Because he shaved his crazy hair and then Starboy is all about this emergence of this like, if this is who you want me to be, then I'm going to be that to the extreme. I'm going to magnify the hell out of this pop crazy icon that you think I am, which I wasn't, but if you want, that's what you want me to be, then this is what I'm going to bring. Big weekend guy because mm-hmm. of you. Huge. Right. Very yeah. similar to what she's Am I wrong, here. right? No, I think that's very similar. Okay. She goes very dark. Ever Her whole presence if from this is identity. If you want, then I'm going to bring it. Like, it's all about putting the headlines up on yes. her. Like, a lot of the yes. music videos and stuff goes to that. And so it just, it covers that whole kind of like, okay, you want the mean girl that says how stuff in the meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's how I interpreted this. I didn't know that if it was manufactured or for real, but that's what I interpreted this song to mean. Mm-hmm. This so is, okay. half of, half of this album is her kind of doing that. Like screw the media, screw the stories. And what are the Swifties? What do you guys think about all this? <laughs> I mean, it was collectively was, Riley. Speaking no, for she's speaking probably, for the group. She well, probably does though. They are uniformed. Yes. Yeah. Group. Yeah. yeah they, 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 I don't know they if collaborate like, on their decisions and then they, they, <laughs> Publicize them. Bring it to Riley. And I don't know if I'm deep enough, so I'm probably upsetting some of them. You've been my around thoughts, since her first concert, so I would no, say. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We saw the picture. Yeah, we saw the picture. <laughs> um, well, I think it was weird because it was seeing a new side of her and like an Did you angrier like the new side. side. I didn't love it. I mean, the music's great, but I didn't love the angry Taylor. Like, that was just kind of oh, weird. Okay. But 
I also, the one thing is I, at the time, boycotted um, 1989, the time it came out. Right. It's now one of my favorites. I love all the music <laughs> on there. I'm, I didn't go to that concert because I was mad that she switched to pop from country. We'll talk about how much you feel like you relate to Oklahoma so. girl here. Like I loved, I grew up to country Taylor. Like she's Got it. Okay. four ish years older than me. So like cool. It's, it would she's be, the cool older sister that I got to listen to growing up. For your husband. If Kanye decided to sing R&B all of a sudden. I mean, he came out with a gospel album and it still slapped up. So no, but you cool. know what I'm saying? Like your hero yeah, yeah, yeah. just went a whole route that you didn't want him to go. I understand. I can, you can at least understand no, no. that. Yeah, that's okay. fair. All right. But so and the, I think I would do other, what she did and I would circle back and love it. The yeah, other half of this album is her starting to sing love stories about her new at the time and now current boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. Who's this guy? Do I, he do is I a British actor. Oh. And they dated for an entire year. And this year she was like incognito, dated that whole entire year. Nobody knew. This was the first relationship that she like wasn't public about. So oh, huh. she got tired of the media. So she started dating this guy privately. And this is the first time we ever got to hear anything about that relationship. We. I love we, the we, by the way. We, the, the Taylor fans. She is a unified <laughs> portion of the group. Well, it's real. So It's real. It's real, Cam. There's a membership that you have to. <laughs> so I picked one of these, this song as like my next one because okay. it draws parallels back to um, All Too Well and into other older songs, several songs from her like before because huh. she, she reflects on her life through her music and sees how like her views on things change, like her views on love and what she thought love was during the Red Album versus what she thinks it is now and what she thinks life means. That's kind of cool. So it's, it's really cool when you get to listen to her work as a whole and just see her growth as a human. Yeah. And so hence why picking the things I picked. Okay. Song number two. From the album Reputation. Okay. Ooh, I've never heard this song before. There's some good bops on this album. What's the name of the song? Call It What You Want. Off the Reputation album. That's a 909 snare from a TR roll. Yeah. Thank you. And why, why for you? Nobody's heard why, from her in months. Why for you this one again? Because, one, it's part of the love songs. It's part of her embracing her new self. With the new guy that... Right, okay. So I think behind like the angry side of this album you're seeing like she's actually really happy and kind of in her best place in a way she did a lot of self-reflecting that she talks about like she realized that she was consumed by what everybody thought of her yeah and it's cool because i mean the album says call it what you want there's a line and all too well saying that he never called it what it was because um jake gyllenhaal never said it was love even though she knows that they're in a relationship where they're in love and that's one of the big lines. And now she's in this relationship where she actually knows what love is and what she thought what love with him was, was not the thing. Whole you album's named Red because she envisioned love being burning red from other lyrics. But her relationship with Joe when she calls love golden and sees that love has a hold. It doesn't have to be a burning red passion. It can be a golden light of love. Like she's, it's you're. We're in a novel. We're 100%. in. We're it's in really a romance a, novel. Yeah, 100%. Through music. Very much. Isn't it? But 
this this is a deterrent to me though because i feel like we're in season eight of how i met your mother and now i'm supposed to start watching the show like it's too late (laughs) i missed everything you know like i gotta i know i'm never gonna catch up on any of this stuff And I'm that's not going to appreciate it as much as somebody who's been there since day one. That's like so well said. That's good. I know what you mean. When we tried to watch Scandal and we were like nine seasons too late. No, I yeah, get you it. Just, yeah, no. You can't. You feel like you're but too you late. Can do it. But you're like, it's a good show. But I just. I like, see what it. you're saying. And you feel like you've been there since day one and you're just. That's why you're right. She watched yeah. the pilot. She's right or die. Pilot. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been following the series. I'm dedicated. You are in. I'm too far in. Had to stick with them. So. That's her basically putting a clean slate to who Taylor Swift is. Got basically, you're saying, you guys are done. I'm done listening to let you write my story. You want whatever you're saying? Okay, cool. Here it is. Continues her private relationship, still doing her, kind of staying out of the limelight. Um, and in, I think, 2019, releases Lover. And it is all things pink and blue, glitter, happiness. Like she is met the love of her life. Rainbows and, so and unicorns. She's throwing in all the love bops that there could be. Um, and do I know any of these songs? Probably. What's the biggest hit off the album? You um, think you well, rock Lover one? itself sure. is probably one of the big hits. Do I know that song? Play that song. It's a slower one, but it's one of her top songs on the oh, album. Oh, actually, this is, I mean, I know probably one or two songs off of every Taylor album, and this is such a beautiful, gosh, the song is just like, puts you in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Like, windows down, in your car. This is nice. Not working, is it? No. Yes, is a good one. Um, Not cool. either. Can you play, can you play this just a little longer? Oh, yeah. Um, you maybe would have heard You Need to Calm Down. Oh, yeah, I know that song. That came from this album. I don't know that one. But you say that a lot. She... But you say that a lot. Huge advocate for LBGTQ plus community, whatever, so this is... Is that what this song is about? This song is telling people to... Oh, no kidding. Leave that community alone, pretty much. This oh, is I where know this she song. buried, oh, yeah. buried the is. hatchet with Katy Perry. And, yep, in the Katy Perry drama. Yeah. How do you know all of this? So, Demetri, you might be a Swiftie, too. There was too. a backup. Yeah, there you, was a backup well, dancer issue. I do love pop culture. And I'm a big John Mayer fan. So, there was a little crossover stuff there. But Got it. So, she buried the hatchet, which I She stole a backup singer or backup dancer, and Katy Perry got mad about it for the different concerts. It's, over. And so, they had a big beef. And then Katy Perry was featured in this music video as like a, we're no longer mad. Got and it. I think oh, if okay. I remember correctly, was it Taylor that offered, actually sent Katy an olive branch? Like a literal olive branch yeah. oh, to yeah. sort of like mend their relationship. Is that the one where it goes, damn, it's 7 a.m.? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know that. Look, you know Taylor. Yeah, you know Taylor. So that was Big the next Taylor album guy. that came out. I didn't pick a song on that one even though I love a lot of those songs okay. she sings a lot about New York and that too um, so like one of her fa- my favorite songs is Cornelia Street which was right down the street from where I oh, where no my kidding. last apartment was for huh. the listeners these are three big New Yorkers in this room that's not true. me definitely not me she had an else. apartment on Cornelia Street and that's where her and Joe started their relationship like flying between oh, London no and New York oh, that's pretty cool okay so that was that album and then that was 2019 she was gonna go on a Stadium, not as, well. She did Reputation was a stadium tour. She was going to do two shows for Lover called Lover Fest. And you went to this one, right? No, I had tickets to this. Okay. And one in Boston and one in LA. And she was doing two shows each, and that was it for the US for this album. 
Wow, why? Why yeah. why do it that just way? A diff- it was going to be like a full, like more music festival set up, like a full day event. She was going to bring in a Didn't lot of her buy friends. buy like $2,000 worth of tickets for this? Me and my friend Courtney bought a ton of tickets to take whoever friends that wanted to come with us and then sell the right, others. Right, But COVID hit. Oh, unable no to do that. kidding. So she ended up having to cancel Loverfest and that whole album and... 2020 pandemic world hit and everybody went into just isolation yeah sure and so during that she had all this time off that she like wasn't prepared for and ended up writing not one but two studio albums in 2020 no kidding and wrote record and released in 2020 slash beginning of 2021 that's a lot of work and it was the first time she has a system okay she's businesswoman taylor drops little hints, lets people know that the new album's coming, gives a preview, a couple like early releases of songs. Like she has a ritual like system as to like, you know, the steps of when a new album's coming and when to expect it. She dropped this out of the blue middle of COVID just said like, Hey, I'm releasing an album tomorrow. And then the next day came in a whole album came out. And so it just rocked the Taylor fan world of like, (laughs) what do you mean you just dropped an album? This is like the Kanye oh, thing. You 20 great. million girls screaming. It would have been so fun to be like a Swifty during that time. Just oh my God. He listened favorite? to me freak out that like morning in COVID working both from the same bedroom. Oh. Like I woke up at like 630 in the morning to Taylor Swift blaring and Riley is just standing <laughs> over me beaming like we won the lottery. Just full cheese, <laughs> ear to ear grin. Never forget that. But that this is where alternative rock folk rock folk pop people will put it in whatever category it's officially labeled alternative rock wow um is a new side of taylor do you think this belongs there is it no, cla- totally not. it's Sorry. still it's still gonna sound a little poppy um even a couple songs pull into her old country oh, so really like a little bit of kind of more of a twang and like bringing in a banjo type feel um, she brings nods into all of that. So she really kind of is very fluid to me in terms of genre on these two albums. Right. It's much more like it's a rainy day. I'm going to get a glass of wine and wrap up in a blanket and stare out the window and listen <laughs> to emotional music. Which is totally not albums. alternative no, rock. No. I believe like she recorded these in like a house, right? In like it was super intimate, not with, in a studio. With like the other like three it was or COVID. four guys helping. It was they super all recorded it virtually together. Holy smokes. The whole, and she's done very like opposite of very opposite what she's done from the beginning. And there's some cool documentaries on it about these two. Um, yeah, I'll have to look them up later and say, Oh, I love them. Oh, you do. It's actually, it's a new evolution of Taylor that I think everybody became very obsessed. Do I know any of the songs from them? It's the short bang Taylor. That's what I see. I see what a very mean? short bang. Like she has very short bangs, and what this is, is what I equate during oh, I this that was time. Be like a like a no. style of music. No, okay. no, no, no. It's her look. Like no, she her... has different looks for all. <laughs> so her she, different sorry. Genres. So she's growing up, and so is the music. Yes. yes, and she has a different look for all of her genres. Well, and so and this is her. Okay. Okay. Cool thing about Taylor Swift deserves a podcast. She is so much more than just cool thing about her songwriting and her talent here. Is so with Lover, the whole album was I'm so happy and in love. Joe Allen's the best boyfriend ever. We're happy as can be. My life is perfect, and it's great bops. Everybody loves them, but lyrically, people kind of thought that that would maybe be the end of her songwriting ability because. It's kind of her last relationship. Like everybody thinks they'll get this married is it, right. if and they haven't best, already done so it. So what pain will she have in so, order to write yeah, songs from we, that pain? Where do we see this come out? 
And then she shocked the world with these two back-to-back albums um, that actually, there are a few songs that probably are about her relationship, but she reached in a lot of people. This is not me giving credit. This is just articles I wrote from right. read about how everybody else is describing it. She reached a new level in songwriting where she's no longer telling her own personal stories, but she's creating just fictional stories, character oh, arcs that okay. live Fantasies. throughout it's, live throughout different songs and tie together. No kidding. Taking stories from friends from history, like lots of cool stuff. She so she's not doing it's it's not it's not a biography anymore. Her life's no. over. She's lived her life now. She's yeah, got to right. sing about other people. Right. There's still yeah. some. So like you'll still hear stories and like you can tell. Do that I know any of these songs? Um, maybe I have no idea. No, do you know uh, what I mean? Does I mean are these hits? Yeah, yet? what's the one that's well, really popular? Well, um, like Taylor Swift hasn't put out a bunch of big the, hits no, lately, right? Right. Yeah, that's not a dig. Uh, I'm just mean I'm that. Trying to remember, right. she played with the Grammys. I don't know. And also, also, you don't really listen to the radio or anything as much as you did probably pre-COVID. So one yeah. of them you probably haven't heard is called "The Last Great American Dynasty." Is this your song three? No, this is not my song three. But okay. I'm just telling you her her storytelling yep, ability. Got it. Got it. Got it. She wrote this song because she bought a house in Rhode Island that was owned by, I don't remember the lady's name, but the last big oil tycoon and his wife. And so she just got fascinated in what happened here. Nobody had owned the house since then. This empty house in Rhode Island she bought. Realized there's this crazy history about them. He died really young. She inherited all the money. She partied and went crazy like just a wild story. So she wrote a whole song about it. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and ties herself into as now being the owner of the home. Like just that's cool pretty story cool. where like you listen to it the first time. And I just remember like you want, like you hear the last verse where it switches and she talks about it being her and you're like, Whoa. Oh, that's cool. cool. Like a, like a plot twist in a novel. She can, put can in a I song. He, can I hear 10 seconds of it? Like, yeah. what is it? What does it sound like? Rebecca wrote up on the afternoon train. Salt box house on the coast took a mind off St. Louis. Bill was the heir to the Standard Oil name. Yep. And money. And the town said, How did a middle class divorce they do it? I would recognize her voice anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely anywhere. Yeah, perfectly unique. So far, new money um. All right, got it. I'll I'll so check that out. That's cool. pretty cool. And that's not alternative. That's just, no. It, but but that's not her country, nor is it her pop. Look at me, kind of. People put like folk in there a lot, though. like a folk Folk-y's pop. Is decent, yeah. And honestly, it's, you, it's hard to put a I label hate to it. When you have to put a, you have to categorize some of these. That's how you get songs. folk, though, because what the hell's folk like? Yeah, Folk's I know. Just right, kind of yeah, catch yeah, all right, exactly. Stuff. Right. But right, my right, most, right. it's like a fluid mix of kind of her through her eras came together and as is alternative when you go oh, uh, it's alternative yeah, 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 exactly. we don't know where to put it yeah so the Mer- song Americana. i did pick right um is one that's part of so there's three songs in the album and they're all of, of these three fictional characters that she just wrote and told the stories from three different perspectives which uh, is pretty cool. pretty cool so one of them's cardigan which i don't play that's a, it's one of her big hits on it and it actually cardigan has nods to all too well bringing back to the first song that oh, i played well done um because it talks about the cardigan left under the bed and stuff which is related to the scarf that was left at her ex-boyfriend's sister's house that he still has and oh so she's many crazy, really she's really clever it's so clever yeah. and so like you can you can dive into her songs over and over again and learn new easter eggs That's like you don't cool. really get old like her music I do can't like get old that. to you 
It's cool. Um, yeah, it goes back to what we were saying, though. Uh, like, you yeah. just kind of got to be invested from the beginning, though, because if you hear something about a cardigan, it's you're be Star like, Wars for <laughs> no, it is like there's stuff left for you. There's stuff for you, the hardcore fan, as well as the guy who just wants to watch a good movie. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that's that's one side. The other song, um, there's one called Betty, which is one of the characters. It's from the perspective of James singing about Betty. It's a teenage love triangle. Oh, wow. Okay. And Betty is actually a song I would have most likely picked because it kind of has her old country twang to it. Right. But I wanted you guys to maybe get a different, like try to hear one that's maybe more true to what the album sounds like. Okay. So I picked August, which is about the girl he had a love affair with. Who? Joe? James. James. The fictional character. James James was dating Betty, cheated on Betty with this girl who um, is singing August. And even fun fact more, it's James, Betty, and Inez. And those, I believe, are the three names of um, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' kids. Oh, Taylor, what? Taylor's yes. best friend. Yeah, she used their kids' names to write a fictional story about three characters in a Taylor Swift is best friends with Blake, Blake Lively. Lively, and I think she record, she, oh, she directed one Blake of her Lively videos. helped direct one of her uh, new music videos from a Vault song off of Red, the right. latest Taylor's version album that came out. Oh my gosh. She's she's on the layers. Seriously, she's about some layers. It's layers. Yeah. And that's what's so funny. It's you can just brilliant. And you're right back. about that number two thing about her being a brilliant like marketing businesswoman. Holy moly. Storyteller, right. businesswoman. Cool, all right. It's like a Lana Del Rey. This is it's a you can just play it in your house and relax all day. Like it that's what these two albums are for. It was mid pandemic and she just Got it. Fit the Letting time. her creative juices like flow in in the mood of what's going on. I mean, how there's can you not There's nothing to not that? like about it. There's yeah. nothing to not like it's about it. It's just good, feel-good music. It is yeah. rainy day, like, and it's like adult you music. Can, you can totally relate yeah. to all of it. And so she released Folklore, Total Shock. Everybody's like, whoa, where'd this come from? And then, like, I don't even know if it was six months later, came out with Evermore, which ended up being a sister album. It almost felt like one massive continuous album, but that's just how much... The pandemic just gave her so much creative juices. Joe Alwyn helped write and produce some of the songs with her. So, like, they had time together yeah. off to do that. And Where do they live now? Uh, Besides this Rhode Island house. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, they split their time. I think she has a new New York apartment. They're oh in gosh. London a ton because he's from London. He's a London dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. London Which boy, one of her Lund- songs. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Sorry. But... What became cool with this, so everybody's hearing this new evolution of Taylor. So this is that kind of third era. Um, And of course, pandemic hit and TikTok blew up and now everybody's having new social media platforms and stuff. Um, Started to see how um, people were finding parallels to her music in a new way and putting mashups to see how, despite the genres being different and the music sounding different people could find through her bridges that she's so famous for songs connected back to a lot of her older songs so it was a new way like not just the lyrics but then seeing um like 
the way the music sounds and how it flows together that like it all was like a continuous yeah, story right, that she's been right, 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 right. she's been looking big picture on all of her music since day one. Um, Do you think she's in the beginning, middle, or end of this process? Like her I, career? Her, yeah. I'd say, I don't know, that's a hard question. But I would almost, my gut that's said... a super hard question. Beginning I, to middle because we unlocked a whole new world of Taylor with these two latest albums. Wow. You think that Taylor Swift is in the beginning still? I think... This is why I ask because there's there are some artists that will go... I look at Bob Dylan. I look at some of okay, the... Okay, but Bob Dylan's like but he's a song. No, but he's a songwriter. I look you at know, some no, of the no, people that... He is the songwriter. He's the songwriter. He's the dude. But... but as is she for these mm-hmm. these girls these 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 fans okay yeah. so i ask because her trajectory is going to look like something when we look back mm-hmm. and if you think she's still beginning middle that's pretty impressive i would agree with that i mean because i, I, I think, think she's she's, a she's accomplished more in the past say 10 years than some artists do in their entire lifetime and well, I that's think, amazing i She'll think these latest two albums oh, right. shocked everybody because like Sorry, said, I forgive me. The la- you said the last two albums. These last shocking? two albums, okay, okay, this okay, folklore okay. and evermore, like more moody, yeah. alternative stuff, shocked everybody because they didn't see her changing genres again. They didn't see her ever leaving storytelling of her own life, and so she already just kind of tapped into two new like levels of artistry. And it that almost shows that she can go anywhere that she wants. And that's where it's kind of like, okay, well, what? Yeah, what can't she? Do? Yeah, like can. I mean, who knows what we're going to get from her next. Like she could go anywhere with this. She could stay where she is and be great. Or she could go back to something that she used to do or she'd go somewhere brand new. We don't know. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Can you, and I could be wrong and we can brush over it if it's not important, but is there not a potentially a next Taylor Swift, somebody that Taylor Swift has taken under her wing that you're, have told me about? Oh, you mean Olivia Rodrigo? Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Wait, what? What, I know Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. I think this is important. For I didn't you know to, that they were related. You should plug in Jason way? in as to why he needs to. You know, no, listen, listen. Before you say anything, I'm going to say the the best written song of last year was Driver's that Olivia. License. Yeah, no. Good for you. No, no good, good for, for you. You, you think no, so? no, wait a minute. No, not that one either. I bet you play Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Deja Vu. That's. That song is unbelievable. I don't even know that song. Oh my god! It's 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 got to be. Listen. It's not my favorite. Are you saying it's the best written song? It is the best written song of twenty one. Lyrically, lyrically, I would agree. Not the best song, not the best beat, not the best orchestration, not the best produced. The best lyrically written song. Fired up. It's really amazing. It is yeah, and yeah, and poignant, and all of the things that you want out of a song. Give me a give me a verse. It's brilliant. Deja vu. It's right there. Let me just give you a little bit of background. So she's talking about this um, guy who she used to date. Now this guy's dating someone else. And she's saying, I bet you do the same things with her that you did with me. And all of those things are things that I showed you. I bet you think about me, Taylor Swift. I will tell you, Olivia is so talented. She was going to blow up no matter what. She wouldn't have blown up at the time that she did if it weren't for Taylor Swift helping her. I mean, I we didn't were, know the Taylor Swift. Swift. I have to say, we were Bizarre Dark fans of Olivia. From, yeah, but that was a Disney Channel thing. Listen, just, listen, just hold on. Listen to the hook. Hold on a second. So when you're gonna tell her we did that too, I know the song. You know it. The ly- there's a few lyrics in here, though, that I was like, 
that's Bruce Springsteen worthy. That's amazing that she could put those things together like that. You know, Kanye wrote the song. Stop oh it! Stop it! Don't be like that. Okay. Wait, wow. wait! I just want to get, get, get to the get this to the lyric. Good. Get to the lyric about that I want to hear. I want you to listen to the part about the bridge with the with Billy Joel. This is incredible. Because there's a gap there, and so there's time to say it. It's brilliantly oh, written. It's br- it's brilliantly written, and only someone that knows music would know that there's a gap between the two to say it. It's beautiful, and only someone that goes through that can attach to that moment. Yeah, it's weirdly specific. It's weirdly specific. Yeah, this song's it's pretty good. So I'm telling you, it's pretty good. Song. And then you put a, a backbeat behind it, and it's really amazing. Anyway, all right. So I had no Taylor idea. Taylor helped with this I whole album. I had no idea that Taylor was yeah, a part so of sorry, it. I didn't mean to totally actually, distract, but so I wanted you to talk about this. whole album was, I don't want to call it a revenge album because I think that that has a negative connotation, but this whole album was written about another, uh, her ex-boyfriend her ex- who who's, dated. Who's, who's, who's? Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo's oh, ex-boyfriend okay. boyfriend who From one of the TV dating. shows they were on together. Correct. Okay. High, the high school musical one. More pop drama. Dove I know, she knows. Started dating Dove Cameron very soon after and that's in another song that she sings. He. It was never like a he cheated on her, but it was like back to back and it was the like girl she was always weeks. worried about. Because she was You've older. Told me this before, actually. She was blonde. She was everything that, you know, Olivia Rodrigo was sort of, um, you know, unsure about herself with. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I it kind of reminds that. me of the whole Taylor Swift story where you just sort of write about your heartache and you. You know, you, you Taylor just, Swift is who she always looked up to music. Like growing oh. up, she loved Taylor Swift. Like, so then Taylor, her driver's license, saw how awesome, like, and how insanely talented she was. So she was like, applauded her. And next thing you know, she helped her finish that whole album together. That's pretty cool. Which I will share my one little note. So I played bits and pieces of Cruel Summer from right. um, whatever. I'll play it now so you can hear a part in it. You'll hear her yell in a second. Okay. Yeah. That one? Right. So Taylor, I had no idea that they were related. I had no idea she helped her. Yep. Now I see the parallels, and now I'm almost like thinking of Olivia Rodrigo in a bit of a different way because there are so many similarities to their songwriting mm-hmm. and also their motivation. Oh, I mean, the motivation. I think so. Olivia Rodrigo is writing about like a love lost and heartache and all this stuff, which is where Taylor totally started. And so I think yeah. she's taking Olivia under her wing. 
and she That's sort of sees cool. herself. So in you there. see maybe her doing some of that, like like helping and assisting in others and having them carry the torch, so to speak. I think that'll play a part. I mean, Olivia grew up obsessed with Taylor, so like it was one of those. So obviously, Taylor's going to have influence in her music, whether she played a firsthand part or not. Right. Same way the old country icons of the '90s influenced Taylor when she started off. So like you get that same common denominator there, but the fact that they can be friends, they can work in the industry together right now. Like they're That's both still incredible. in the heat of it. So yeah, like, right. She's getting to work side by side with her and help her like sharpen her skills and her songwriting and everything else. So like she has a great mentor now in Taylor. All right. So let me ask you this. Um, first of all, this is incredible. I've learned so much. And thanks to our first female um, participant, not participant, but I mean, sh- first leader, leader, female yes. leader. Wow, really? Yeah. 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 First. So thank you, Riley. We had a dual one with Prince where it was Laura and Seth, but they did it together. Mm-hmm. As far as solo, yep. you're the first female first solo. First female solo. And how appropriate that you did Taylor Swift. And right? arguably one of the most prepared. I mean, you grinded for this all day. Yeah, you did a great job. So let me ask you this. Two questions. One, okay. can you? what's the song you want to bring me out on? Okay. Oh. You, ha- you have to pick a song. I always ask this question, like, what, what's the song Maybe that like you... Maybe like a deep, deep cut? No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. What's the song you want to bring me out on? And then before you play that song... What was the song that hooked you? That was like, wow, I'm blown away and I want to learn more. Can I guess what the song hooked I you? I would was? love for you to guess. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. As the, the new, as, the, as the husband. My guess is knowing you and maybe this is too late in the Taylor game, but my guess is our song is the song that was your hook, line and sinker that made you go. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. What's the name of it? Our song. Uh, that's what it's called, right? Our song. Yeah, um. Our song is a slam of screen door. Sneaky. Nope. Don't know. Oh. Nope. That's not it. I don't know. Do I? Is that your? Is that not it? That's a good song it's, though. It's really it, hard. That's a to, like, I know this. It's supposed to be a hard song. Uh, sorry, a hard um, question. But there is there a song that was like truly? It's a little scary because I feel like you know me really well, and that was really good guess because I feel like <laughs> I was between that and Picture to Burn. No, which are two from I, her first yeah. two albums. I don't. Are you gonna? Are you gonna have to give me oh, a little bit of both? Play, play Slam and song. Yeah. to take us out. Oh wow! This is she gets a lot of credit for her lyrics here. As a is okay. really fourteen good. or really fifteen good. year old writing this song, it's oh, impressive wow. lyrics. I mean, okay. it's cheesy, but it's a right. Yep. Oh, I like this song. What song? What song is this song? Our song oh, from yeah. her first album. She's fourteen. Oh my goodness! What a talent. Dare I say I actually like this kind of country? I really do. Oh, you're gonna I hurt. Do. You're gonna hurt Cam. I know. Cut his heart. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. There's a place for this country, and it's not in my house. <laughs> it's it's oh, it is in your house. It's in your house now, son. It's in your house now. Seven days in, get used to it. All right, but this isn't the song that was like. Well, You're it like, says, it's right? between this and the next one, Picture to Burn. All right. It honestly is a tie. I really couldn't pick one over the other. But you, what want... makes this song really cool, though, is that a early teenage girl wrote this song. She's yeah, like okay, 14. I got you. Right. She's literally 14, 15, 16 writing this album. That's it amazing. It came out when she was 16. That's amazing. That's, that's I think amazing. that our, my son's 14. Well, I don't think I've heard this song before. No. This one's funny. It's another hate the breakup guy song. 
I really like her voice on this. It's the original just, version on the CD says... Oh, because we're not going to play that. This is this Well, is it's the not remake. on the... I don't, instead of saying, well, mind if you say, I'll tell my friends you're gay, is what the original lyrics are. Oh, no way. All right, so we'll let this play. This is how we'll ride out. You've done an amazing job. I am cool. totally changed now. I wish I could go back to the... I know. You know and the, rewind what yeah. I said about her. That's why I wanted to ask at the beginning. Because yes. I think a lot of people don't because understand. Because I'm totally different now than I was a little bit ago. And that's because of a great job that you did. So thank you, uh, thank you so much for that. What do you What do you guys want to say? I'm, I loved it. And actually, I have to say that I'm, I know enough but not enough and I know maybe one or two songs off of every album and I'm totally motivated but you know to the listen. whole pop culture drama I do know the she pop knows culture. just the pop culture not just, the music right. maybe so as much so I'm motivated to listen to not only her like earlier catalog but especially Evermore and Folklore like I feel like I can just yeah. play those throughout yeah, the day yeah, they, just seem, kinda, they seem much more adulty yeah, and, and, yeah like and I'm gonna I'm gonna check definitely do that what I know she her? can catch up on the 10 seasons of How You Met Taylor Swift <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly what does the husband have to say about all this I have nothing to say. I'll hear all these songs tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. while I'm brushing my teeth. So, I mean, this is just my daily music now. <laughs> well, great job. Thank yes, you thank so you. much for listening. And we will ride out with a little bit of Taylor Swift. And we will say we'll country, see you. Country Taylor. Country Taylor. We will see you next time. <laughs>